Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Environmental Podcast. We are Dandelion Branding. We are a sustainable marketing agency. Well, we're a marketing agency for sustainable brands. Both things are true. <laughs> sustainable, sustainably focused marketing agency? Sustainability is our life. Truly. Yeah, that's why we're making this podcast because we want to learn more about sustainability and we want to go really deep into specific topics every month. And you can follow along with us if you subscribe. Please subscribe. Yeah. Recommended. This month we are talking about recycling. Yes, we are. Yep. And if you've checked out any of our past podcasts the past couple of weeks, then you'll see and be able to watch the journey of going from like us knowing a little bit, but having a whole lot of questions and then learning a bit more. We read a book all about recycling. We spoke to a rad recycling professional, Marissa. Mm-hmm. And now today we're really going to be focusing on how you can incorporate recycling into your business and, and really why you should, and, and sort of as a brand, why this is something that you should, you should take responsibility for. Yeah. Yeah. So this is environmental podcast and I'm Courtney. I'm Aubrey. And thanks for being here with us. So (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've, we have learned a lot over the course of the past three weeks of actually like really diving into this and, and it's cool that like, I don't know, I think it's been a lot easier for me to talk about it with other people in my life and to like now that we are semi-educated on the issue um it's a lot easier to educate others which I think is really cool and that's like something I'm really excited about with as we continue to learn more and more about these other aspects of sustainability in in coming months yeah Um, yeah I feel like we're armed I feel armed with better questions to ask Mm -hmm. especially as it as it relates to what I can recycle and why I'm asking the question. One of the things I'm having a difficult time deciphering is like when it comes to what I can recycle, understanding like like what constitutes uh, plastic packaging. Yeah. like that kind of stuff, I think I can, I can, instead of saying like, is this recyclable? I think I can more easily say, is the cellophane that's like crinkly on this packaging recyclable, which is a subtle difference, but I think it makes a big difference in general. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like I know more about what to ask. That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Or just you, you, now that we've kind of seen behind the scenes a bit, 
it's more clear to tell when something would be potentially like an issue for a facility, which are called MRFs, which is a fun word that we've learned. <laughs> and so, yeah. So I think that that's been cool that like understanding that things really do get like organized with like materials. And when there's like mixed materials and stuff, you're kind of, you're making things more difficult for them to be sorted and organized. And so like, um, you know, I think one example that I experienced recently was like a pasta box. And, you know, sometimes they have like a window in them that has that clear yeah. plastic so you can see through it. And so, you know, obviously it's designed that way so you can see the type of pasta or whatever that's in there. But when you want to recycle that cardboard box, actually the, the like weird plastic cellophane that's in there is not recyclable. And so like, you can just remove that. It is like yeah. one extra step, but it's something that like, because you're, we're now more aware of the system as a whole, um, it's easier to make those decisions, I suppose, when, yeah. when just like, you know, making dinner. So, yeah. And that's the goal. I also feel better about throwing things away. Yeah. Like, I found myself being like, I don't know if this is recyclable and there aren't clear guidelines around it. So I'm just going to throw it away. Like mm -hmm. I've been way more conscious of wish cycling, wish cycling, which is a term we learned actually in both the book and from Marissa, but I think Marissa talked about it a lot, a lot more clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. When in doubt, you should throw yeah. it into the trash. Yeah. It's, it just, by putting it into recycling, you're just putting that work on someone else to try to figure out what the heck that item is and what it's made out of. And like these folks just really kind of don't have the time to be doing that <laughs> for you. And so, yeah, that was sort of like a nice peace of mind thing that like, okay, we don't have to feel bad because it's like, yeah. they can't recycle everything. And, and by just kind of hoping that something can be recyclable, you're actually just kind of making things more complicated for folks so yeah yeah and I think another really important thing that I learned that actually kind of tips into this conversation which is more brand focused is that when something gets into the recycling industry sphere if it's recyclable it most likely gets recycled like they don't have a massive drop-off rate if that makes sense like marissa was talking about a lot of people are saying you're cycling your recycling isn't getting recycled mm -hmm. um and blaming the recycling industry for that when actually it's like it's because it's contaminated by consumers that don't have enough education or like what's actually happening is that there isn't a demand for post-consumer waste right and i like I, I saw a brand today post about how recycling how 91% of recycling never gets there but that never never gets recycled and to be honest that's not untrue but it was just framed wrong mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. 91% of plastic that is recyclable doesn't get recycled. Not once it's in the industry, it's not being recycled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a huge differentiation that like yeah. can lead to some big problems if people are, are distrusting the recycling industry and then thinking that something like that is true right. for when something does, when someone attempts to recycle something, um, right. they, that's a huge misconception. Yeah. Because being, because just saying like 91% of recyclables don't get recycled. That's a consumer issue, mm-hmm. not an industry issue. Right. So that's something to take into consideration. And I think a lot of it comes down to communication. That was a brand person that said that. And I, uh, it was just like two seconds before this call, um, but I want to, I do want to reach out and be like, just a clarification on this. On yeah, course. that's, yeah, can, can be really, that can be really misleading and, and like counterproductive. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, they probably had good intentions for posting something like that. And it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, she totally did. The, po- the, the point of the post wasn't even about really recycling. It was just like, it was actually about reduce and reuse and how recycling isn't the best option to choose of the three. And that's something that I think we can both get with. Like, totally. no, you should, you should consume less and you should reuse your products. But the recycling industry isn't the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that. It's so interesting that like those kinds of figures can get so easily misconstrued um, just by like subtle language changes, right? Like yeah. something just like, cause the, yeah, that's a, that figure isn't untrue, but the, yeah, the way that that factoid right. is phrased right. can make a really significant difference on who seems like is to blame. Yeah. Right. And as a brand, it's not a good look. Like as a brand in the sustainability industry, you should be propping up recycling. You should be like, that's an infrastructure that it's not perfect and it's got a lot of growing to do. But like when like people trust you, I just read the um, brand consumer report of 2020 and um, it talks about how more than 60% of people turn to brands they trust to, to figure out what to do when the corona crisis hit. That's a big fucking deal. And brands in the sustainability industry, your consumers are turning to you to, to figure out like, what do I do about with this product or about the recycling industry? It's your, it's your job as a brand to like be stoked for the recycling industry and to help people grow in that way and yeah. help and help people like recycle more, reduce, reuse, yeah, make sustainable products, make products that can be used for a long time, absolutely. But there are so many pieces of our day-to-day lives that need to be recycled. And as a brand, you should be propping that up. Not absolutely. This industry is, is wrong. It's That's, flawed, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And because ultimately as, as a brand, you, you have influence over people, probably more than you might even recognize. And, and, um, in the book that we had read, um, 
reduce, reuse, reimagine, she, um, she mentions that like, you know, making these more sustainable choices is a choice. And it is something that it's a lot easier to make that choice when you're seeing that other people are as well. And like that positive reinforcement that like, you know, somebody else is bringing a reusable water bottle. So now you don't feel as weird. You like, and you know, or you're bringing a reusable bag to the grocery store. And now that's like, just people are seeing it more. So it's more common. And and I think that that's particularly true with when it comes to recycling. I think that it's silly that, you know, maybe brands that are so heavily focused on on sustainability in some other way, maybe don't even talk about recycling. Um, right. And it's it sort of feels elitist in some way. Yeah, it's like, it's not good enough for them. Like, it's right. like, like, why? Right. It's a massive worldwide infrastructure. Absolutely. And it's, and in a lot of ways that is people's, not only their first introduction to making a more sustainable choice, but it might be their only option. Yes. And like, let's not forget that, (laughs) you know, that like maybe folks don't always have the ability to you know, purchase the cleanest, highest quality products out there. Maybe they don't, you know, maybe they have to consume more than they would like to. Maybe they've got a large family and they're moving really quickly and they're really busy. And so recycling in their life might be kind of their only positive impact that they can feel like, like they have a role in. Yeah. And I think that's really important perspective to keep, um, as a sustainable brand owner that like not everyone has the same level of access. Yeah. Or knowledge or information and spreading information. Like 91% of your recycling doesn't get recycled. It's not, it's not true. And it's it's discouraging. Right. Like if I saw that, And I didn't, I wasn't armed with the knowledge that we've learned over the past like month. I would be like, why the fuck even try? Mm -hmm. Right. Be like, what are we even fighting for here? Like, who cares? Why am I, why am I washing out my plastic after I get this delivery? Like, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Instead of saying that, say like, please recycle and please look at your local recycling rules so that you don't can, so that something you do doesn't contaminate your bin. Right. That's so much more helpful. Right. Right. Or even framing it as like, you know, how, whatever the percentage of people who don't recycle, like there is like, I think that something like that could be useful in terms of, of spreading information about how there is still so much work still to be done. right? Right. That like, there's still, and so many people out there that don't choose to recycle. Right. That's a good message, right? Because then, then you're down an industry. Yeah. That is like here to help, you know? Yeah. And as we learned from Marissa, it's a huge jobs creator mm-hmm. in every country and particularly in the States. And those, like, we need more jobs that are that 
stable and consistent and like and that tend and historically have hired people of color mm -hmm. in communities of lower income mm -hmm. like we need that shit so like get off your high horse from yeah. for, like talking shit on this pro like process when like they're actively fighting against so much misinformation and so much right. um lack of awareness and and just kind of apathy honestly right. and like just be positive yeah that's a really good <laughs> be nice be nice <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's gosh that's interesting yeah that, that'll be really interesting to see what um what they they I need to write that down they respond to do it yeah yeah it just it's just not the proper message I couldn't even find it again it was like an Instagram like uh, mm -hmm. scroll through I remember who it was I'm not gonna call them out because I I like them <laughs> Yeah, no, there's, I mean, there's no need. I think it's just sort of like, when we see these things, it's just sort of like, wait, what message are you trying to get across? Like, what are you trying yeah, exactly. to say? But you're better than the recycling industry because homie, like they've been around way longer and <laughs> will continue to be around. And they're also great. Like, do you, it's, imagine how difficult it would be to like create a massive structure. Like, did I say this last week that I like, when I think about like creating a lead generation for a client, I'm like, like yeah. that, I mean, that's pretty much like here do these steps. Yeah. But that's, still, that's still a big structure for a lot of these business owners, you know? And for us, like it takes a lot of time and energy just to build like four pages of a funnel. Mm -hmm. Right. If the funnel was tangible, if you had to educate millions of people, like to like this is how it is, and not only do you have to educate <laughs> millions of people, like it's local. So it's like here's some basic rules, but also you need to go to another place to learn these other rules, and I'm not right. going to tell you where that is because I don't know. Fucking insane. It's insane. The yeah, the intricacies of the system are unfathomable. Like and yeah, so to to harp on flaws is is just it's it's just not productive like at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Find solutions, use solutions. That's like a one of those solutions as a brand, because we're just like off on one about this, like one we have several solutions. Several solutions. So one of the solutions as a brand that you can do is tell your customers how to recycle your product. Mm -hmm. Put it on your packaging. Put it in your email automated flow, especially your first purchase flow. Put it in reminder flows. If you if your product takes one month to get through, if you have a consumable and it takes a month, send them an email three weeks after they buy the product to remind them to get a new product and tell them how to dispose of their, at the end of their product. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Thinking about the, the consumption of your products as a circular process rather than just a one and done um, can be mm -hmm. a huge game changer for not only repeat buyers, which cool, more money in your pockets. Great. But also you're just making 
one of those decisions that they'll be faced with a little bit easier. And yeah, that's massive. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, because we are so good at thinking about our customers as like two dimensional users of our products, mm -hmm. but they're not like, I have, I don't have any consumables around me right now, but I, um, oh, I have one in there, but I use, I use <laughs> lip balm like crazy. Courtney, <laughs> Courtney knows I'm always like, you when I'm are, really yeah. hard, I, I put, I put like chapstick or whatnot, like lip stuff on. It's just like one of those things. Yep. I've never had a lip balm company reach out to me and tell me how to dispose of their tubes. That's, that's true. I actually, I don't even know if those are recyclable. I don't know. I throw them away. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some that are like compostable. I'm, I'm trying to find those here. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, because I'm literally always like, send me all of the lip balm. I love them all. <laughs> I prefer not colored though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's a really, that's a really accurate point. Like it's, it's kind of, it's not something that we've seen before. And it's really just that suggestion is entirely based off of like what we've learned over the course of the past couple of weeks. It's just like yeah. choosing where to put your thing when you're going to dispose of it is a conscious decision that your consumer has to make. And if you educate, if you choose to educate them prior to have them having to make that decision, they will thank you for it. Like that is yeah. huge. If you take That's, out yeah. that guesswork for them, like it's just eliminating one more kind of point of friction yeah. in their life. Like, yeah. And it increases trust. Would you buy from a company again that reached out and was like, by the way, just want to let you know, this is how you like our, our tubes are recyclable. I fucking, I would be like, I'm going to buy more right now. Thank you so I was much. Like, I appreciate that so much. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, there are, you know, obviously some containers of stuff that like you can assume are recyclable, but like, what about the cap? What about the, you know, like there's always something that even the most educated consumer wouldn't know. And like, yeah, absolutely. Just that, like, that would just show a level of respect and understanding of but that you have as a brand owner yeah. towards your customers that is sort of like unprecedented. And I think that that's like a huge differentiator that, that could be really, really effective for any brand with that they implement that. Totally. So yeah. yeah, what would, so again, the placement of that would be like on the packaging somewhere. Mm -hmm. but I think even more effective would be within emails like yeah at around the time that you think particularly with consumables around the time that you think that that they might be finishing up the product yeah 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 or just in your welcome flow in general if yeah. if you do like um pink and dink is a really good is a really good example we had a I had a call with her mm -hmm. um Someone we were going to do a brands that bloom. She's doing making some brand changes, so we're kind yeah. of on hold there. But still, a very yeah. cool brand. They do super cool metal straws. They are, 
she makes metal straws and um but the straw is metal so it's like a one-time you know it's not something that you need to like get it's not really a consumable mm -hmm. but she made a point in our conversation to say that it's recyclable like to say like this is something that you can put into your recycling mm -hmm. when, nice. which and i was like i've never had a brand owner tell me how to get rid of their product before right right that's awesome yeah it's yeah it's it's not common i actually i literally don't know of any examples of of a brand doing that and um so i think it's a really I have seen, solution. I've worked with a couple of brands that have been like how to use the packaging like uh like glass bottles or the canister yeah. from meat earthly you can how, how to reuse those ones um yeah but that's a that's slightly different that's the reuse piece of it right um but i think like for upcycling but i think yeah the um how do i get rid of this disposal yeah disposal yeah piece mm -hmm. right so like okay so that's tip number one right <laughs> but i think that tip number two because tip number one was hold, was hold up the reset, like don't talk shit and like in your content, share mm. about better ways to recycle and not talk shit about the recycling industry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right on. So we're at two. So to your last point though, um, it's because Okay, so like to not, <laughs> if you want to avoid the conversation um, of how to dispose of your packaging, then the option is to invest in packaging that is not single use. Yep. It's probably not a bad idea to still incorporate communication about how to dispose of something because no matter, even if you, you you can use something five times and you still need to, to dispose of it eventually, right? You might be downsizing, you know, you never know. Um, but, but yeah, coming up with a, a way to package your products that allows for your packaging to have another life mm -hmm. is great. Uh, yeah, that's huge. Yep. Um, Bite is a really good example of this. They, they, you buy it in a glass canister like the first time, and then after that, you can buy little um, pa refill packs, and then the, and then they, you know, those refill packs are recyclable. Actually, they communicate really well about how to dispose of their packaging. They do. They they definitely do. Yeah, there, yeah, there are a few. I guess I'm just not on their email lists or anything like that. So I haven't quite seen like when they're communicating about that, but Byte is a really good example. There's also, there's some cleaning, uh, cleaning product brands that we've, we've highlighted on our, on our Instagram, check those out. Uh, and line underscore branding. Boom. Um, <laughs> and they, that's typically the way that it is. Yeah. It's like the first purchase is you you're buying the like glass packaging. And then when you're dealing with refills, it comes in like paper or something that's totally recyclable um, just to cut down on any, on any plastic waste, yep. um, which is 
so, so, so rad. Um, yeah. Also using glass um, and like aluminum mm -hmm. or aluminum for your packaging. They're recyclable over and over and over again. They, and using using those recycled recyclable materials that are glass and aluminum in particular seriously cuts down on the amount of energy it takes to make virgin materials like you know like fire, like firing glass for new to make new glass takes a shitload of energy but just like using recycled glass in your materials or is um way less energy yes and that is i mean that's another tip that that we've got right is that not only should you be looking to invest in in packaging or or product materials that are recyclable you should also be trying to source materials to make those products that is previously recycled yes and um that was sort of the that I, I thought it was really interesting in um when Mar marissa was talking about like end markets yeah is that that you know recycling is truly only it's only effective if there are end markets if there are people who are actively wanting to buy the post-consumer waste right and incorporating that into the materials that you're sourcing for your products so that it it that that makes the system cyclical yeah yeah you have to find a way to make it circular it's not mm -hmm. enough to be recycling mm -hmm. as a consumer you need to buy recycled materials and as a brand you need to create products with recycled materials mm -hmm. and i think in the book she says if you're not using recycled materials that you're not recycling, yeah. which I think is a super cool way to put that. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. Like I was just, you know, yeah, I, I recycle my goods. I don't, I, but like, and maybe I would be compelled to buy something if it said that it was created by post-consumer waste. Cause that is something that like, I'm always like, oh shit. Yeah. Like that's dope. <laughs> but like, it, but it wasn't something I was actively seeking out. Um, right. so that's, yeah. So that was a really interesting thing of like, yeah, you have to close the loop there that like, totally. you have to be interested in purchasing something that has been previously recycled in order to like fund this system of yeah. recycling so a brand that does that really well in their marketing and their packaging and like shares that is the good role which is a toilet paper company mm. um, i don't know how old they are but i actually just reached out to them to see if they want to be on the living brand directory which yeah. is really exciting <laughs> yeah. um, i'm really stoked that they answered i was like yeah. sometimes i just fangirl these brands <laughs> But they use post-consumer like waste to make the their toilet paper. And they like they put it on the, like all their rolls have facts on them and they're all really pretty, they're like wrapped in really pretty paper. And it's it's just super cute and really fun the way that they create it. I highly recommend them, the good roll. 
they, they, they're sold at our, our local Yumbo here, so I can just buy them at the grocery store. That's how I found it. That's so, so cool. Wow. It was really exciting. And they come in, it comes in a cardboard box. There's no plastic at all involved, mm-hmm. which it's the only, it's the, it's the only toilet paper brand on any of the shelves I've ever seen that doesn't have any plastic. Yeah. It's great. That's the future, man. Like it has to be, you know, like, yeah, it, it, we don't need to rely on plastic to like individually case around paper, like, to, like what? Yeah. It's like, it doesn't need to, we don't need to be as reliant on plastic. There are absolutely other alternatives out there and, and, and you can position your brand to be on the cutting edge of this by, by investing in these materials and, and leaning into that in your marketing and really actively communicating with your audience and being totally transparent about where you're getting, you know, where you're sourcing the materials, what they're made of and, and then what your consumer can do once they're ready to just to dispose of them. I think it's like, it's, yeah, the recycling industry really allows brands to kind of like incorporate it into how they operate. Yep. And then highlight that in your marketing. Like that gives you a competitive edge, man. And yeah. it's that's already available to you. <laughs> yeah. But how many brands have we like worked with or spoken to that have these really dope things they're doing, like using post-consumer waste, like recycling cotton or mm-hmm. using like a different method to create their work that doesn't use as much fossil fuels and the creation of it. And they just don't write it anywhere. Right. No <laughs> we find we find out and we're like, hold on. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What? Put that out there. Like Absolutely. Realize, I think one of the most important things we need to realize and brands need to realize about their consumers, especially sustainable brands, is that their consumers are educated and there's like, they're not dumb and they will understand the sustainability aspects when you talk, when you talk to them about it. Like mm-hmm. you and I aren't special. We don't know more information. We just, and neither does the brand owner, a brand owner being like, well, I chose all of these, these processes and materials because they stuff I care about. Like your consumers care about them too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And share that. Right. And, and I think similarly, but kind of on the flip side of that, like though your audience is educated and they're interested in this stuff, don't assume that just because you've like put it somewhere on your website once that they'll see it. No, I mean, can, can, can any of our listeners tell us like a website you've gone to and read every single word on every page? No, like that doesn't happen. And people are busy, you know, people are maybe doing some research into your brand. Absolutely. But if you're not making some of these, like these things that you've invested your time and energy and money into making these choices for your brand, if you're not putting that out there and communicating, you, 
you like don't ever assume that your customers will know it. Right. Right. It's your won't. responsibility to communicate your brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and if it feels like we were just talking about this, that like you're in the groundhog year where you're just saying the same thing over and over again. Good. It means that you like nailed your values and you know what's important to you and you're like you're you're getting it dialed in. That's a good thing. It's frustrating sometimes because you're like, I already told you this 70 times. <laughs> yeah. Where? Like, but you know, being able to like 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 um rattle it off and say, these are the things that are important to me. This is what I'm offering you in a bunch of different ways is really important. Also like this information doesn't need to be everywhere. You can share, you can link out to different stuff. That's also something I want to say because we yeah. do, we see that a lot too. That's a fair point, right? It does not need to be everywhere, but but periodically re-mentioning yeah. these things um, is fantastic. Your audience is always growing. And even your audience that has been with you for a while, maybe didn't see your previous posts. Like it's, it's so easy to, when you're in it, when you're on the back end to be like, yeah, I just made a post about that. Like two months ago, but like two, within two months, your consumers have, have seen and engaged with like probably millions of other pieces of content out there. So like, you know, you just have to kind of always keep it in that perspective that like you don't operate in a vacuum, that you are um, in an ecosystem of other, other brands and other information that your consumers are experiencing on a daily basis. So be, have patience and, um, and, and, and strive for clarity when it yeah. comes to keep how you communicate. Yeah. Keep sharing that message message. And like, yeah, one thing is really important is backlinking to yourself. Like that's something that I want to, um, talk about more in our marketing is the importance of when, when you create an article or talk about a new topic somewhere, making sure that when you mention something, you don't go deep into that thing that you're backlinking to another article or another piece where they can find recycling information or another piece of like information about your packaging or something like that. I think that's a really important note to make here is taking the opportunity to say, we wrote about this before and mm -hmm. linking back. Right. That's, that's a really good tip. Yeah. That, that would actually, that, that's really probably really helpful for folks to not think that they have to reinvent the, the wheel every time. Oops. Am I frozen? No. Okay. No. Okay. Good. Um, Are you frozen? No, no. It was giving me some weird like feedbacky noises. It was strange, but anywho, technical, whatever. Um, yeah, that you, you don't have to rewrite everything every time that like, yeah, not every one of your web pages needs to have all the information all of the time that like when you're putting this stuff out there. Yeah, definitely reference. If you've already put work into it, then yeah, why double that work and rewrite what you've already written? Right. Right. Totally. Literally just saying we wrote about this before, click here and then link to the other is fantastic because yeah. it's like PTA, it shares the right information that, that you want, like, awesome. It also gives you a really good opportunity to go back to that 
last post and give it a little bit of like a massage make sure that your older articles and your older content is like still relevant and if it's not make updates or make seo updates it's one of the things that i think every website actually needs yeah yeah is like does good is content still- marketing tip in general <laughs> Like, is this still in your voice? We have some older articles even on our website that's like in an older voice. And we go every so often or when like there's like, I think maybe even a hundred articles on there now where every so often it's like, we can link to this article. And then I go back and I like link to the article and then I go back and read it. And I'm like, "Eh, this needs an update. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not immune. Yeah, you're not immune to that. (laughs) It's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. But it, but then that, yeah, that gives you the opportunity to to give it a little refresher, and that's a that's a cool thing too, because that won't take as much time as writing it in the first place. You're recycling content rather right. than making it out of raw materials. Also important for your energy. Your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takes less energy. <laughs> See, it's, a, it's the same. Recycling. It's recycling. and it's every part of your life. It's every- great. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, let's see. I think those were really some of the main things that we, that we really wanted brands to, to think about. Um, and I, yeah. I guess there's just one more, um, where like, we've talked a lot about like, okay, sourcing for your products and yeah and, and your, like your products packaging, but we didn't mention anything about shipping materials. Right. We've basically talked about internal, like your brand stuff, but we, this is 2020. We're still officially in 2020 right now. This is right on the cusp. It's almost, maybe we should say also happy new year. Oh, Congratulations on getting through 2020. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost to the finish line. So it's really important to pay attention to how you're shipping and what you're putting things in. Yeah. I think yeah. the best example is that is like Amazon when you have like a tiny, when you order something that's this big and it comes in a massive box. It's just mm-hmm. like, uses so much material with like surrounded by plastic peanuts Mm. there are better options out there definitely yeah and they might even be more affordable like they now make like cellulose little packing peanuts that are you just get them wet and they dissolve those are cool super cool those you put them on your tongue it's like a really weird like i don't know if you're supposed to do that wanted to know what it was like <laughs> I thought you were there for that oh oh maybe that's, that a, was, that, that's a throwback maybe. that's like a 2015 throwback I think <laughs> I don't know but um <laughs> I probably have the same reaction of like I don't know who's supposed to <laughs> you probably just like because I, I can imagine like in 2015, I had like really long hair and I was like dreaded and I was like really skinny and just like really 
I was just a weird girl. I just moved to California and I was like, new all things to Sam Frank from middle of nowhere, Michigan. Like, oh, it's made out of cellulose. It's made out of corn. I'm going to try it. Does it taste like popcorn? <laughs> it does not. And it's a little like fizzy when you, when you put it. I don't recommend it, but it's definitely an interesting experience. It does bubble up. Yeah. When you get it wet, it does bubble. It's very interesting stuff. But... I don't like pop rocks, but like grosser. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do not recommend. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that that focusing on how your products and um, get to your consumer, uh, is also a, an important part of the process that it like choosing recycled or recyclable materials for your own packaging and, you know, your, your cartons, your boxes for your products is great, but also being aware of how, um, how much shipping materials will yeah. be used when you're sending folks stuff. I mean, a lot of the folks that we're going to be that we're talking to here, probably you as a brand owner operate online. Um, so one, um, I think especially that, now, especially yeah. right. Yeah. So the, the cellulose little bubble, uh, the, like those little packing peanuts are cool, but also using recycled paper, uh, is something that can definitely also be yeah. effective. Using uh, your boxes is also it's not if you can if you can yeah yeah I have a question for you Courtney because I had this experience I just got a product just got a little thermometer and <laughs> it was really nicely packaged and it came in a bubble mailer and okay. I it, the bubble mailer was really small and I threw it away because I don't here we separate paper and plastic yeah so is that what I'm, do you think that's what I should do? Should I rip it apart? Like, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I just did the same thing. Yeah, because the the plastic that is adhered to the paper, there's really not a way to separate those. Like you can't rip it out. Like they're so, like they're, they're yeah. super adhesive, whatever that is. I do think that that is just trash unfortunately yeah I think so too. like there are padded mailers that you can get that use post-consumer waste and if you rip them open it like it looks like a bunch of random little shards of paper and like fibers um so that's definitely a sustainable alternative it, it's like it adds some nice packaging but it's i'm sorry not package it adds some nice like like puff like padding yeah. yes thank you um but it doesn't require any any plastic. It's all just paper and like fibrous material that can that is post-consumer waste, but then also definitely recyclable. Um, That's great to know. I think also I kind of just this is a, a semi-political position. Do it. Go. I mean, we've we've gone there already. in the states. Uline is a really um they are a very very popular choice for people to choose to um purchase their packaging materials through uline it's super super affordable it's kind of like the walmart of industry i'm 
I say that and I'm actually currently holding a Uline uh, blanket because they give gifts. Um, I prior... <laughs> prior so this is like non-spawn but like also fuck you line um so prior to knowing about how about that brand we used to purchase from them all the time in a previous uh position of mine and I was told by someone that um they're actually like incredibly like ultra right wing uh kind of in a, in a really kind of scary way. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they have like a whole page of their site. That's about like their values. And it's like very much like the traditional family that are super anti gay marriage, super anti like abortion rights. They are, they're rough. Um, so you know, I, I understand why a lot of small businesses would choose to shop at Uline. They have ridiculous prices that kind of, it's, it's really hard to compete with. Um, but I kind of just wanted to put that out there that like, um, that if you have the option to support someone else, um, I think you should. My, just my own personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that was just something that I, I learned that I, I, and I had no idea. And I'm like, dang, we, we've given them, you know, many, many, many thousands of dollars. Enough money to where they sent you gifts. They send gifts all the time. Yeah. They, they, they send they a lot a of camping chair. They send a lot of camping chairs. I get to, you get to choose the gifts. So right. yeah. And that's like, I mean, that also keeps people coming back because it's like a kind of a game of like shopping and you get gifts which is yeah. kind of unheard of but again it's like okay well they're also using your money to really um fund some some ultra right-wing conservative policies that um, might not align with your personal opinion so that's just something to be aware of that's good to know yeah um there is though um some pretty cool companies uh Let's see. Oh my gosh. Okay, hold on. Wait, I'm blinking on their name now though, uh, of a cool alternative. Um, oh, Eco Enclose is a cool one. Compostable, biodegradable packaging. Oh, cool. Super rad resource. Specifically for shipping? Mainly for shipping, yeah. Um, you probably can also get like your, like, um, like your product packaging too. Like if you wanted to like put this candle in a, in a car, in a box, in a box. um, like to yeah. have its own product unit carton. Um, I believe that they also sell things like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell you do a lot about shipping stuff. I used to do logistics for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And it's just fascinating. Like, it's really cool. And yeah, I was definitely, I mean, I had the privilege of, of being able to do the research on making our packaging more sustainable um, for a, a very large e-commerce retailer that shipped mm -hmm. their products that were glass. 
So it was really important for us to find a solution that not only was really protective, but also something that wasn't plastic. Right. Because um, previously they were using like bubble wrap and, and their consumers were really like, really? Like, this is weird that like you guys are so like, all about all natural ingredients, you know, you, you product everything and I mean, you package everything in glass, but then when I receive it, it's in bubble wrap, like that's a disconnection and they, they really didn't like that. And understandably so, right? Like how that's a, that is a big disconnect in your messaging that you're giving to your customers. Is that like, you care about this in some ways, but not in others. And sometimes like, in that situation, I think, I mean, that was several years ago. So there were, there were legitimately a lot less option at that yeah. point. Yeah. There's a lot more option for you as a brand owner now, but in some ways it can be cost prohibitive. So it's important if that's an, if that's a goal that you are working towards, but can't achieve quite yet to also communicate that also say like, maybe if, when someone orders your product for the first time that like, thank you so much, just so you know, you're going to receive this in this type of packaging. Like we have massive goals to, to, to change that. And you've been part of allowing us to like work towards that goal. Yeah. That that's could, a that's really beautiful way. Yeah. Very, and very sharing and, and then asking people to like share that message because that helps grow your brand. It helps grow the trust of your brand. And then um, it also cuts down on people feeling that like disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. Yeah. Totally. That could be sent via email. That could be sent in a, as like a little note in the package. Um, Ooh, put a little note in the card, put a little like coupon code in there, like as a gift for a friend, like, you know, share it share here's a little gift for your friends like little thing coupon code boom yeah now your customers are advocates for your brand boom look at that if you just got some brand ambassadors <laughs> we do this all day <laughs> i know but but um yeah there you're right though there are a lot more alternatives now than there were in 2016 um and, and so, you know, if you as a brand owner are having issues finding anything, um, don't hesitate to reach out. We can definitely, like, I'd be happy to help kind of show you some options, send you some, some links to some, some resources that I know of. And I, I mean, we can even put them in the description of this podcast here, oh, uh, a couple big ones. Um, so, Yeah. We're always happy to be a resource for you brand owners. That's what we love to do. That's what that's that's why we exist. Truly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You wanna let's just go over the five things and that we suggest and then that's that's all I don't have anything else. Okay, we're doing a wrap up. Okay. One, don't talk shit about the recycling industry, be positive, come with solutions. Boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two, include information on how your customers can dispose of your product once they are done with it. Yes. Three, invest in packages that are packaging that aren't single use, like mm -hmm. 
containers or aluminum that can be reused and also be recycled. Yes, for um, source previously recycled materials and be that end market for the recycling industry because you're looking for post-consumer waste. Yes, five. Use shipping materials that can be recycled, not plastic packing peanuts. There's a lot of options out there for you that you can use. Diddy. High five. Bam. That was good. All right. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine us being like <laughs> missing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, those are our tips. Those are our main takeaways for what brands can do right now to make their products, your brand, your really supply chain, everything more sustainable with a recycling focus. And um, it's, it's, it, it's easy things that you can do right right now. So yeah. go yeah. do it now. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yes. Um, thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks. Yes, please. Um, yeah, we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe. Um, we love that we've been seeing some more YouTube support for this podcast and that's awesome that yeah. um that there are other folks out there that are interested in learning this and so join us um for our journey of, of learning about yeah oh okay. next month we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about packaging <laughs> yeah <laughs> i said that like i was being sarcastic and then i'm not excited but i'm actually really stoked to talk about packaging for a month yeah yeah i think that will yeah will really be it, it, i think it's it's a it's a topic that is definitely tied to recycling but um i think i'm i'm more interested in knowing like yeah how did things get the way that they are and um and in what ways can we kind of yeah, look at the materials that are used a little differently. And is paper the best solution? Yeah, you know a lot more about packaging than I do. So I'm really excited to know like, yeah, what even options are there? And like, what can we do as consumers and what like what to suggest to brands about their packaging and like, what even is packaging like in a, general conceptual way like I I, I'm a packaging newbie so I'm really stoked on that right on yes I'm a content marketer I'm just like internet and words (laughs) yeah so this is a new it's new for me yeah yeah um there's a lot of, there's a lot of options out there and there's a lot of, um, and I think there's a lot of also greenwashing. So that'll be really interesting to, to, yeah. to, yeah. Really excited. I'm really excited. So subscribe to stay tuned and to be a part of that learning journey over the course of the next month. Um, so that'll be January essentially. 
going January back. January 2021. Whoa, yes. Um, happy New Year's, everybody. We did it. I, I mean, nothing's going to magically change when the calendar moves over to a different number, but. No, but the reason to celebrate is always a reason to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, 2020 gave us a lot of, um, hit us in the face with some pretty interesting, you know, realities and um, maybe shifted our perspectives a little bit and mm -hmm. not just ours, but everyone in the planet. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think it's an interesting time to be setting some intentions for the new year and mm -hmm. uh, you know, situation might, might not change. We're not anywhere near out of the weeds of this COVID situation so there's a lot still to be done but I think that we're more prepared than ever to deal with kind of anything that hits us <laughs> truly, truly um yeah yeah I think the one last thing I want to say is if you didn't feel prepared by in 2020 and like you didn't feel stable um and you want to build your own business we our cohort is starting in a couple of weeks and um, you still have time to apply right now and I really feel like this is a good platform to say, like, if you want to learn how to build a brand, we're teaching a course. It takes six months, but you're going to like walk away with a fully functional digital brand. And that's a big deal. This is stuff that takes years for most business owners to learn. And we've just been doing it for years and we have a method and we'd like to teach it to you. Yeah. So you can apply for that. We'll put that um, yeah. in the description of this podcast as well yep 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 um yeah that's true I think oh yeah a lot of you who might be listening are are kind of maybe toying with the idea of starting your own business and are just kind of interested in learning more that about what's out there and um yeah. this yeah this course is designed for folks who just have a really creative idea and want to make it a reality and yeah. um we'll show you the way yeah cool yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody, or listening if you're listening to the podcast on any of those platforms. So cool. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.